Welcome to the Give Me Fiction Podcast. I'm your host, Ivan Hernandez. Each week, we present material read at GMF's monthly live show, held the first Sunday of every month at Lost Weekend Video in San Francisco, California. For today's episode, we have writer Alitza Oros. On the music-themed GMF, she read a story about the push and pull of relationships in 19. The list came first in January of 2012. It began during lunch at school on the back of a history assignment. Mostly underdeveloped, one, two, three, and four had accumulated over the course of two-ish months. Five through nine over the course of the school year, 10, 11, 12, and 13 came after graduation. In its early stages, it looked like a doctor's note. I didn't want anyone to see it, read it, much less understand it. Someday it would be ready, but I never tried to force it. These things just kind of happened on their own. The boy came second. When we found each other, the count was at 14. We met someplace, I don't remember where. I used to keep track of these things in a black moleskin I doused in glitter, but now I didn't care. Boys were silly and dumb and smelly, and the prettiest ones always forgot to pay me for doing their Spanish homework. But this is all beside the point. So we met. And I probably insulted him in some way or another, reminded him of his lazy eye, told him his head was a little too big for his body, asked him if his mom had forgotten to flip him over when he was a baby. And as he spoke, I probably did that thing that I do where I cock my head to the right like I'm listening but maintain a blank expression that blatantly screams, I could really honestly care less about the texture of the sand in Hawaii. <laughs> Other things that happened that night are a blur, but I remember his friend telling me to be nice to Cole because Cole was nice and a boy like him would be good for me. You only did assholes, his friend reminded me. Good for me, I asked. A pint, the pint of Chunky Monkey currently sitting three miles away in my freezer is good for me. Sacks of warm blood, testosterone, and sperm are not. You know what else isn't good for me? That handle of vodka over there, but I will take it anyway. And I scurried off. Somewhere deep down inside rested the lonesome portion of my heart that I'd set aside for romantic feelings and the, the desire to scrapbook. That portion stirred. That portion wanted to make memories with him for scrapbooking purposes. <laughs> he had tattoos, and none of them were tribal, science-related, or Bukowski quotes. Maybe, maybe I did want to be nice. Don't be a piece of shit, I said as I handed him a receipt with my number scribbled on the back. I had gone to Walgreens earlier and bought tampons. I hoped that he'd find my booming fertility attractive because, <laughs> because that was a thing in some cultures, right? <laughs> 15 came shortly after. Two days later, he texted me, wanted to know how I was doing, wanted to know if I liked art. Performance art wasn't really our thing, but neither of us knew that the other wasn't into it, so we both pretended to be into it, and it was totally confusing. We both looked at each other and kind of winced. What the fuck even is this, I said. Two girls were on a screen masturbating with those stick ponies you can buy at Toys R Us. There was a strobe light, and rose petals were falling from the physical ceiling in the gallery. We left and got pizza. We ate a lot. We ate expensive pizza, donuts, and breakfast burritos when I was too hungover to think and my hands were too clammy to hold. We sat on the beach and I said hello to all of the dogs. Good morning, their owners would respond. No, I'd say, not you, your dog. <laughs> his spidery limbs would reach out and envelop me and I felt really lucky laying in his bed plotting each other's death. I hope that someday you're walking down the street barefoot and you're like bouncing around like a hot potato because the cement is hot and your skin is like slowly sizzling off and you step on a rusty nail and get tetanus and then your jaw locks and sees and no one's there to help you and you die. <laughs> He'd laugh and call me a piece of shit twice because two is his favorite number. He'd kiss my salicylic acid-coated forehead and tell me to go back to sleep because it was six in the morning. A few months passed and things began to fall apart. 
I'd stopped coming around as much. I became secretive, closing my notebooks when he'd come around, dimming my laptop screen when he came over. He was so passive. He didn't seem to care, and the list grew. The same list I carried in my pocket, snug next to my phone, crumpled and soft like a silk shirt. He began to ask, but I wouldn't tell. He yelled, asked me if the list was the reason why I was awake at 3 in the morning, clicking away on my laptop. I looked through your browser history, he admitted, and there's nothing there but BuzzFeed and your university's website. I don't understand. Are you cheating on me? Is that a list of men that you're cheating on me with? Of course not. I'd say it's nothing like that. I love you too much. I could never. But my answer wasn't good enough, and he left, said that maybe he'd start a list of his own and see how I liked it. My heart began to shrivel, my plants were dying, and I thought that maybe I was too. Since Cole had left for a week, I had a lot of time to myself. As a result, the list grew. It reached 18, and 19 had always been the goal. He didn't call me when he got back. He didn't call for a few weeks. The bags under my eyes carried the immense weight of my heavy heart. The list burned a hole in my back pocket. This was happening, and I wasn't ready yet. Cole, I said in a voicemail, I still exist, okay? Call me back, you dumb piece of shit. Stop being a dick, okay? I'm going to shove my foot up your ass, but I still love you, so call me back, fucker. <laughs> a few weeks later, we patched things up, and everything was great. I worked on the list, but never in front of Cole. As far as he was concerned, the list was gone, crumpled, thrown away, forgotten. But it wasn't that simple. The list was something I'd promised myself that I'd see through. And after all, the list had come first and the boy had come second. Cole and I liked going to dinner bi-weekly. One night in July, we sat outside of my favorite restaurant. It was humid, so I collected on my brow and I wiped it off with my index finger. I looked down at my water and watched the lemon wedge float around, my foot tapping, my fingers tapped, and I constantly looked around. Cole brought his fist down on the table and startled me. What the fuck is wrong, he shouted. I looked at him. Then I turned my gaze away and looked out at the beach. The sand was laced with trash. The sunset was red, and Cole's eyes mirrored the darkish, bluish green of the sea. You haven't said anything in like two hours, he continued, this time lowering his voice. What's wrong? I took a deep breath. Sweetheart, I said, finally meeting his gaze. I brought the list with me, and as I reached my hand down and brought it out, I pictured what it looked like. Numbers 1 through 19 scribbled onto a piece of graph paper. I had completed it earlier this morning. I crumpled it in my hand. You need to break up with me, I stammered. His brow furrowed. I don't understand. I looked at the bottles of fireball that lined the shore. Earlier this morning, I began and my voice trailed off. He stared at me impatiently. I took another deep breath and let the crumpled paper in my hand fall onto the table. Earlier this morning, I repeated, I finished a breakup playlist and someone really needs to hear it. <laughs> you can find Alitza online at da-dali.tumblr.com and on Twitter at S underscore Spaghetti Jesus. For news and more, check out GiveMeFiction.net, at GMF Show on Twitter, and Facebook.com slash GiveMeFiction. You can email us at GMFShow at gmail.com and donate to the show through PayPal at the same address. You can buy tickets to Give Me Fiction at gmfshow.eventbrite.com and find past episodes of the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. I'm online at ivanhernandez.net and on Twitter at ivan underscore Hernandez. The Give Me Fiction podcast is produced by Will Scoville. You can listen to his radio drama podcast, Tales from the Swan Hotel, at soundcloud.com slash tenderindustries. Our theme song is provided by Power Pyramid. You can check out more of their music at powerpyramid.bandcamp.com. This has been a presentation of Give Me Fiction.